This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have one of my girlfriends here on the podcast. Uh, I actually met Dr. Yvonne a few months ago, and I just loved her. Not not just because she's a doctor, but because she's so down to earth and cool. I was like, oh my goodness, this woman, I love her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so I'm excited to bring her here because she also does something that I think a lot of us women, uh, she specializes in something that a lot of us women need. Uh, and uh, she's also has firsthand experience dealing with some of these issues. So uh, first of all, Dr. Yvonne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I, I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And, I, and, and I adore you too. So, <laughs> Well, okay. So first of all, she's native to Southern California. She's a, she's a traditional trained board certified emergency medicine physician. She's worked in LA for over 20 years. And uh, about 10 years ago, she added wellness medicine or a non-traditional medicine on top of what she's doing. And that's after, you know, she's dealt with some failing, uh, you know, health issues, some issues that she's had herself. So I'm going to get into a lot of her story and how her journey along the way, because I think it's just incredible. And it speaks to uh, not only the topic we've been talking about, about bossing up, taking care of yourself, um, but uh, doing it multiple times, multiple ways, and then having a, a, a professional to give you um, some of the real ways of preventing some of those things from happening. Because a lot of people are dealing with stress. So, um, all right. So first of all, how did you get into medicine? What, what, what you know, got you in, intrigued about medicine in the first place? You know, it was actually very early on when I was a child, um, just seeing a lot of uh, health issues and death um, from, you know, family members. Um, I just, I particularly remember when my aunt um, had died of esophageal cancer. Um, really at that point, I said, no, you know what? I want to be able to help people and, and, and do something about some of these illnesses that, yeah. uh, you know, that I can see. And so, yeah, it was, it was in childhood. In childhood. Yeah. Just, yes. um, okay. And then, so you went to school for, medicine. And then of all places, you went to the ER. <laughs> yes. And you know what, it's funny, because you know what, I mean, I just absolutely love, um, you know, anatomy and physiology. I mean, I love everything about the body, learning about the body. And so when it was time for me to do um, uh, my clerkships in medical school, mm -hmm. I enjoyed each section. I, you know, initially I loved internal medicine and I loved peas. I loved surgery, OBGYN. I loved it all, but then it was the decision I had to make. Can I do this for the rest of my life? Right. And so, um, 
you know, there were certain lifestyles that I just didn't think were, you know, I, I didn't think it was conducive for me. Yeah. So, but when I got into the emergency department, <laughs> I just, you know what, it just clicked because, right. you know, I grew up as an athlete. I was a, I was a tennis player mm-hmm. and you know what you, when you're an athlete, you really start becoming addicted to uh, adrenaline, yeah. like mm-hmm. adrenaline rush. And that was exactly what I was getting when, you know, let's say I'm in the emergency department and um, then you hear that something's coming in, you know, the ambulance is coming in, you know, it may be like a, a trauma, you know, a gunshot wound or something, or a heart attack is coming in or, you know, somebody's seizing or, or something. And you know what? You just, that adrenaline rush comes. And I just, I, I just love that. I said, you know what? This is what I think would really keep my attention for the rest of my life. Yeah. Now, believe me, I had heard that um, in the emergency department, people burn out. But, you know, when you're young, you're stupid and you don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me. Okay? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that's how I got, yeah, that's how I picked it. I just, I just love the general lust and just not knowing what's coming in to, yeah. until the last minute. It was, I love that. Well, you know, also people don't even realize what the, what burnout really even means. Oh. Like they said burnout. Oh, me, I'm tired of it. Okay, well, I'll just stop then. You know, you don't really know that that'll physically burn you out. They'll physically, oh, gosh. Uh, you know, land in your bones, land in your wherever, you know. Yeah, like physically stress. and mentally. Um, it's, it's very easy because... You know, as you know, when you become a physician, you, you know, your Hippocratic Oath, you know, obviously do no harm, but you know what, you're, you're taking care of people and oftentimes at the expense of your well-being. Yeah. And particularly in the emergency department, it's not like I can just say, well, you know what, I'm just going to go and uh, get something to eat when things keep coming in. I mean, I have to eat when I can get a chance. Right. And you know, we did shift, we do shift work. And so, you know, that could be days, you know, like early morning, right? Um, like that. And that could have been like, initially, when we started it was 12 hour days, which usually kind of rolls into like, maybe uh, 13 or 14 hours. Uh, and then, you know, I could do like two days in a row, and then boom, have to do a night shift, right. which may start like at six or seven o'clock, or maybe later, and that could be a 12-hour shift. Those, that's grueling. And, yes. you know, anybody knows that when you're doing, you know, you know, you're not sleeping at night, you have to be up working. That throws your circadian rhythms off. And yeah. so that's where it's so easy for you to start to become, you know, burnt out. Yeah. And, you know, I had went, I happened to go to the most expensive school in the nation uh, for medical school. And um, I uh, really packed my... Um, my uh, shifts in because I was trying to pay off my loans because right. I had, yeah, a, a lot of uh, loans to pay back. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely got burnt out. Burnt out. Oh my yes. goodness. Well, after all of that, I think you, uh, you first, you know, you worked at, for the largest age management medical group, Cenogenics Medical yes. Institute in Beverly Hills for a few years. Yes. You left that and you eventually started your Brain and Body Restoration Institute in Hermosa Beach, which is where you yes. are now. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so let's first of all start 
you know, figure out why you'd made that change. Of course, burnout mm -hmm. happened, but mm -hmm. uh, some things started to happen to you personally, health-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to, to try to, to not take up too much time with it, um, you know, when I, I had a very stressful event in uh, high school, and then um, after high school, you know, went to college, and I started having some gut issues, but never associated the gut issues to stress. And um, that kind of went out, you know, went throughout my, uh, you know, my, my schooling. And when I started becoming an ER doctor, when I was, you know, an attending, uh, I started to, yeah, really, I guess get burnt out. And it started to affect my health. Um, I, you know, I always thought I dealt with stress well, but you know what? That stuff is going to manifest itself one way or another. And it was really affecting my gut. And, um, and then, so actually what started, that, that the gut issue started, I, you know, when I was, it was in the early 2000s. I had, pro, I had had it for like a good 20 years. Right. But I just thought, you know, I just had a sensitive stomach. Because um, if you, you know, if the workup for, you know, my gut, it didn't show anything. Right. But um, what was really profound, and I had to look for a solution, I needed some help, was I had this profound fatigue that I, I don't care how much I slept. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't restore myself. And, you know, the traditional workup, uh, there was nothing in, in the labs. There was nothing that I could find. Right. And um, just by happenstance, I ran into um, a doctor who um, was an old ER doctor who kind of went through the same thing I did. And he started, and he was actually practicing age management medicine. Now age management medicine is actually the same thing as uh, anti-aging medicine. Mm -hmm. It's just different groups, you know, call it something, you know, call it what they right. want. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I was desperate to be honest with you at that time. Yeah. And so, I, I just I did his workup and found out that I had basically like the hormone profile of somebody like 25 years older than me, mm. and it was due to stress. And what he was saying to me was really so foreign in that at least the type of workup that he did, because you know in anti aging and age management, we you know you look to keep people optimal as they age as opposed to you know, you get a symptom and, you know, you, you give them like a medication for it. I mean, we actually started restoring my, my, my system back to op being optimal. Mm -hmm. And that, and one of the major issues was my hormones. My hormones were so, it's been so depleted from stress. Right. And so, and when I started to uh, replenish my hormones and, I got this profound, uh, you, I'll put it this way, my vitality came back. Came back, right. You started came feeling back. younger and, oh, and more goodness. energetic. and Oh, yeah. You know, so many things in terms of this, like the, my muscles, my muscle tone came back. Yeah. My cognition, uh, which is super important, clearly, in the emergency department. That became sharp again. And I, 
when I felt that, I said, you know what, this is what people are looking for. Really looking for, right. Yeah. And so that's what, so I said, I'm going to start practicing this. Yeah. And so I went in and got trained yeah. um, to be, yeah an age management physician. Amazing. And that's how that started. Yes. So you're also a huge advocate for nutrition and exercise, oh, which you've, you, like you said, you were an athlete most of your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now let's talk about gut, first of all, gut issues, because I, that's one of the things that we have in common. We talked about our gut issues and uh, autoimmune issues that come from gut yes. issues and and yeah. um, which all comes from stress and anxiety or lifestyle, stressful mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I know this is so very common these days with people. Mm -hmm. um, would you yeah. say, what would you say would be the first uh, precursor to say, okay, there's something wrong. I need to check, Right. I need to check. Would you say, would that be fatigue? Would be that be the first precursor or what would be something else you would, that people would come in, in regards first to, with in your regards health? To gut or health? Mm -hmm. You know what? It can, you know, uh, a derangement of your health can start in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um but, you know, so your, our systems are supposed to be working smoothly and, and efficiently. Yeah. And when they're not. So, for instance, if you start, you know, if you're having problems with digestion yeah. or eliminating, like constipation or having yeah. diarrhea, those aren't, that's not, that's not normal. Right. But it's, it's so common in people that, you know, oftentimes people don't even see about it. You know, right. in terms of, you know, like constipation or like off and on, maybe some diarrhea. But um, fatigue is not normal either. Yeah. I mean, it's something that needs to be looked at. And there's a number of reasons why you can have fatigue. Um, and, and particularly, that's the difference that I find um, that took me to anti-aging and functional medicine uh, and, and, and basically leaving like my traditional emergency medicine background was because, you know, in traditional medicine, what we do is you, we're taught more of a, like a disease um, uh, based model. Yeah. You know, we're taught what the diseases are and, and basically how to treat them um, with uh, pharmaceuticals or with surgery or with something. Mm -hmm. But we do not um, focus at all on um, the cause. Yes. Of things. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course, like if you get like a, a bacterial infection or like, a, you know, a virus, something like that, obviously that's relatively simple, but we, there are so many people, I, I would say it's, it's six out of 10 people in the United States have one chronic illness and that chronic illness I'm talking about hypertension or diabetes yes. or cardiovascular disease, autoimmune. I mean, the list goes on, you know, right. cognitive issues. Yes. And what we're doing in that, in, in traditional medicine, is we're doing what we call disease management. We're not actually curing people. Right. And that's what I actually do. That's what the things that I focus on in functional and anti-aging medicine. And so that's particularly the attraction, knowing that, you know, when, um, 
you're having an issue with something, I am going to be looking for the root cause. Like, for instance, you know, we were taught in, in medical school, uh, about 95, 98% of all high blood pressure, we don't know the cause of it. Right. And so oftentimes that's why, you know, your doctor will, you know, give you like blood pressure medication. Mm -hmm. But I know that in functional medicine, that is absolutely not true. You could be having a nutrient deficiency. You could be having toxins, clearly stress. There's yes. a number of things that can be contributing to that. And when I talk, when I talk about stress, I'm not talking about, yeah, you know what, you have uh, uh, emotional stress. Oh, give you, uh, you know, give you uh, uh, a, a sedative. Right. That's, that should not be the go-to, the first go-to. Right, right. I, you know, you need to learn how to manage, you know, we need to learn how to manage our stress in a much more healthy way before we start going and, and relying on uh, pills. Yeah. Like, like medications, because medications have side effects. Yes, and they do. Yeah, of course they do. And it's all overall, it's much healthier for you, for us to deal with our stress in a healthy way because stress, particularly emotional stress, we know is a major trigger to turn on bad genes. Mm -hmm. And so um, stress is a, a definite area that we need to learn how to manage. And that comes, that is every walk of life yes. in the United States. Because, you know, in, in America, that's just the American way to push, push, push. Just push, push, push until you can't push anymore. Exactly. And so we, we oftentimes have a, a very healthy, uh, unhealthy way of um, uh, working. Yeah. And, yeah. And taking care and taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, as, as many, um, as much education and training that I have in, in various areas, I know that what is the most important thing for us to uh, stay healthy is take control of our, our health and know that our lifestyles have a huge influence on our health. Yeah, actually 95%. And so actually, like I said, even though there's so many things that I can do, I particularly stress and help mentor and coach people on how to get these lifestyle changes down, because that is what is going to make a difference in the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it, a pill. That's right. Yes. It's not a pill. It's your lifestyle. Well, you know, what's interesting. I love this conversation because uh, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And I was just reading the article yesterday that African-Americans account for 42% of the deaths. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is as of reported, this was as of April 9th. Yeah. And so uh, with 42% of the deaths and then, and for instance, Louisiana, Mississippi, Yes. Uh, African-Americans account for over 65% of the known COVID-19 deaths. Oh, absolutely. Because, right? Yeah, because we know that the people that tend to get the sickest are people that have a chronic illness right. or, or obese. Yes, yes. And then 
if you don't have great health care, that even makes things worse. worse. Right. So um, actually, you, you know what, so, uh, many of us knew, uh, could kind of predict what was going to happen in terms of uh, how ill people were going to get because we know, like I said, six out of 10 mm-hmm. people in the United States have a chronic illness. Right. And four out of 10 And so I'm I'm talking about like 150 million people have either one or two chronic illnesses. Yeah. So if they get COVID, yeah, likely you know it. You know, there's a high chance that things are not going to go in in the right direction. And you don't tend to die fast with COVID. I mean, it's a slow process Mm -hmm. and it breaks down your body. I mean, it's it's horrible. And so that brings us back to lifestyle and, yes. and, uh, and how we're dealing with our own, the, the way we are used to. I mean, when you're saying that a lot of us have these chronic illnesses, it's almost expected in our community that that's just what we have, yes. as opposed to, uh, you know, no, that's not normal. We should not be, you know, expecting to just have some kind of, you know, dysfunction or disease absolutely and i think it's because that's just you know what we see and we need to be taught differently like there's so many people out there i i I mean i particularly do webinars because there's so many people out there that don't know what i do and that what i do is available yeah um because like i said this if what you know what if you want to stay healthy you want to be optimal until you die you need to be taking care of yourself. Yeah. And to do that, you have to put your health first. Yeah. And you have to focus on changing your lifestyle. Yes, eating well, you know, eating your fruit and vegetables, trying to eat as much organic as possible. Um, fitness, fitness is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, ba- um, balancing your hormones and optimizing those. And also detoxification, something that is just is a norm. It should be a norm now because yeah. you know what we live in a very, very toxic, toxic society. Yeah, absolutely. If it's not the if what we you know what we're eating with pesticides or heavy metals, it's what we're breathing. Or yeah. I, I mean, it's like we can't get away from it. I mean, we can do the best you can, but you have to help assist your body get uh, of getting rid of these toxins. So your system can work like it's supposed to. Yeah. And so, and then clearly, obviously, to stress management. Yeah. Getting rid of stress. Yes. Mm -hmm. Doctor, I I love this because I know, um, because we've had many conversations about this, you've had Mm -hmm. some personal hurdles that, that, why you're so passionate about this. Oh, yes. Is because you've personally overcome some things you know, in your, in your personal life and in your business life. So what would you say some, some of the biggest hurdles professional, I mean, I'm sorry, personally that you've had to overcome? So, you you know, the adrenal fatigue was, was, was tough um, because, you know, I was one of those people. I wait till the last minute, you know, I got uh, people to help and take care of. And and so oftentimes physicians don't take care of ourselves like we Mm -hmm, should, mm -hmm. but, um, but I, um, was diagnosed in 2013 with breast cancer. And um, just to, uh, to make note, 
um, usually when you're diagnosed with a cancer, it's usually been there about 10 years. So mm -hmm. even though I started to correct things, it was, it, it wasn't enough. It, right. it wasn't enough at that time. So um, what helped me overcome cancer initially it was very you know i caught it myself it was early on i found it you know in my in my left breast mm -hmm. but um three years later it came back um, and it had um went into my bones and it was so bad mm -hmm. it was i mean it almost you know um you can't really explain to people, you know, what it's like when you find out you have something that could kill you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, y you know, I, uh, the reason why I feel like I got, or I, ha I had cancer was because it helped me to truly start managing my stress. Yeah. I needed to just retire from the emergency department. Right. I thought that I could, right. you know, manage it some kind of way, like, you know, cut my hours down, you know, I needed to stop. And then I, so it was, it was so what we need to do is eliminate our stressors in, in our lives as much as we can, but then also start taking care of our inner well-being, which is something I really didn't, I, I didn't know about. We, you know, it's not something that we, you know, that we, you know, we're taught in, in medical school, but is so necessary. I, when I started to truly take care of my inner well-being with, um, and I've always exercised, but meditation and uh, different types of meditation, like movement and meditations, like, you know, Tai Chi or yoga, um, um, mindfulness meditations or breathing, deep breathing exercises. I mean, there's a multitude of things and um, even spiritual meditations. Um, that is what I know that really changed my health yeah. for the best. When I truly started to deal with my inner well being and I truly got a connection with God because I, I learned, I truly learned that God is, is inside. In you. Yeah. That's yes. right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, it really, I became a much better person yeah. after uh, starting to meditate and um, really, truly taking care of myself like, like I should. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it, because yeah. after that, that's when, um, you know, I went into remission. And yeah. um, it, was, it was, you know, there are so many different painful events that you know, came along the way in regards to, you know, the cancer. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I learned truly that e even me, you know what, when you have something that's so painful or, or, or deadly, you know what, when you go on and see your doctor, you need to uh, oftentimes have somebody there because sometimes you are, are just trying to really, truly mentally deal with this the best you can. And you're not right. hearing things properly. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different areas, but you know what? It was about dealing with the cancer and running a business and, 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 and doing so. Um, yeah. that, was, that was difficult. That was a difficult, difficult. Very. Wow. How do you, I, I, I know we've talked about this before, about your meditation and a lot of the practices that you have put into place. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but how do you stay motivated? Um, because, you know, I always hear the passion behind your words and I know your story mm -hmm. and what you're doing. Um, but how, how do you stay motivated on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, you know what? I know that I am responsible for my, uh, the way I feel and mm -hmm. uh, my, my vibration and my mood. Nobody yeah. else is. Yeah. I am. And the way I control that is I actively, well, you, you should, we should concentrate on being happy and grateful. And that is something that I focus on. You know, even before, even though I was a positive person, I've always been a positive person, but through my meditations and, and my connection with God, I mean, I'm just so, not that I wasn't grateful before, but I mm -hmm. truly, it's at a different level. Yes. And, and, and so knowing that, you know what, you are responsible for your uh, vibration, how you feel, and that just as easy as you can be, make, you know, get mad, you can be happy That's and right. generate your happiness. And that has everything to do with, oftentimes, your outlook on, on life. Yeah. Um, so start, I, I start there and I'm not saying that clearly, I mean, I still go through different challenges, right. but I need to, I check myself and get myself back on track. Yes. With being grateful and happy and that I have so much to contribute in, yes. in life. And when I'm happy and taking care of myself, then I'm a good role model for the people around me. That's right. And I, I think that's super important. I don't have any children, but I have, there's little, there's, you know, kids in our family. And it's important that they see these kinds of practices because that's what we want, you know, in our, in our young ones. Yeah. You know, we don't want them to pick up the, you know, the bad habits. Right. Learning how to take care of yourself and, and always trying to be happy and grateful. So, um, but, I, but I'm responsible for it. I don't put it on anybody else or, or other things that go on in, in life. No, you know what? I'm responsible. It's your, yeah. And it's yeah. your outlook on challenges. Challenges yeah. are a time to learn. That's right. I agree. I agree. What advice would you give to another person who was, you know, feeling stress and anxiety right now mm -hmm. and they really needed to get a handle on it? Um, I was just talking to a woman yesterday. She was like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to think, you know, but I was trying to give her some, some examples of what she can do. But what would you tell someone who was really trying to um, get past some of the stressors that they're dealing with or handle their own life? Yes. Uh, what would be the, some of the first things that you would tell them to do? First, uh, um, you know, eliminate your negative stressors. And one huge big stressor is watching the news. The TV. Yes, please stop watching the news. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you, you need to stop So it. true. And, and, you know, try, watch things, have fun. I mean, learn, you know, take time, you know, in oftentimes like our busy schedules and do things that we enjoy. And um, be cognizant of, we're responsible for our, uh, our mood. That's right. Um, you know, it's, it's been very difficult I, um, because I live by myself. 
um, that um, human touch is so very important. Um, and because I don't get that, then, I, you know, I've done more meditations, which have been, you know, helped me greatly. Yeah. But um, you know what, just knowing that, you know, you take one day at a time, because that's all you can do. That's right. And just know, you know what, um, it will get better. And any challenges that we have, we're supposed to learn from. So just, you know, always see, try to see things with the glass half full and not half empty. But truly try to get rid of those, those um, negative um, stressors. Stressors, yeah. Yes. Very good. Where do we find you? Because I know there's a lot of people out here. They're like, what? She helps people with hormones and their, and their stress. And who, where, where can I find her? So. Not, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know what? I particularly now, um, since um, you know, things are, are still shut down pretty much like in, in, in California, mm-hmm. um, you know, I do webinars. Yep. And so, um, you know, my uh, website is www.RestoreBrainBody.com. Again, www.RestoreBrainBody.com. Um, my practice is called the Brain and Body Restoration Institute, and that's in Hermosa Beach, California. And you know what? Please give me a call because I give uh, free 15-minute discovery calls. Um, so you can learn and find out about me, and, and, and I can talk to you and see if, you know, if I can help you. Um, and my phone number is 424-247-4753. Again, 424 247 Four seven five three. That love is amazing. To, yeah, love to see people call me or contact me. Yes, definitely call her for a consultation, set up something. And Dr. Yvonne, it's been a pleasure. And I hope you have something so fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> something fun planned for the rest of the day. So thank you so much. I do, and thank you. I very much enjoyed it.